Get this full audiobook for free by clicking now the link in the description. It's brought to you by The Book Guide. I clear my irritated throat. He would have hated this kind of show. Although Grandpa was in the entertainment business, he disliked being the center of attention. The idea of all these people driving out to the edge of Chicago for him would have made his eyes roll if he was still here. Cal shrugs. He of all people knew what was expected of him. A networking event disguised as a funeral? The side of Cal's lips lifts into a small smile before falling back into a flat line. You're right. Grandpa would be horrified because he always said Sunday was a day of rest. There's no rest for the wicked. And even less for the wealthy, Declan stops by my other side. He stares at the crowd of people with an unrelenting scowl. My oldest brother has intimidating people down to a science, with everyone avoiding his pitch-black stare. His suit matches his dark hair, which only adds to his cloak-and-dagger look. I'm somewhat jealous of Declan since people typically talk to me first, mistaking me as the nicest child because I happen to be the youngest. I might have been born last, but I most certainly wasn't born yesterday. The only reason guests take the time to speak to us is because they want to stay within our good graces. That kind of fake treatment is to be expected, especially when all the people we associate with have a moral compass pointed permanently toward hell. An unknown couple walks up to the three of us. A woman pulls out a tissue from her purse to dab her dry eyes while her counterpart offers us his hand to shake. I look down at it like he might transfer a disease. His cheeks flush as he tucks his hand back into his pocket. I wanted to offer my condolences. I'm very sorry for your loss. Your grandfather... I tune him out with a nod. This is going to be one hell of a long night. This one's for you, Grandpa. I stare down at the white envelope. My name is written across the front in my grandpa's elegant cursive. I flip it over, finding it untampered with his signature Dreamland's Princess Kara's Castle wax seal. The lawyer finishes passing out the other letters to my two brothers. You're required to read his individual letters prior to me reviewing Mr. Kane's final will and testament. My throat tightens as I break the seal and pull out my letter. It's dated exactly a week before Grandpa's accident, three years ago, that led to his coma. To my sweet little Rowan. I choke back on a laugh. Sweet and little are the last words I'd use to describe myself, since I'm as tall as an NBA player with the emotional range of a rock. But Grandpa was blissfully ignorant. It was the best thing about him, and the absolute worst, depending on the situation. Although you're a man now, you'll always be the same little lad in my eyes. I still remember the day your mother gave birth to you like it was yesterday. You were the largest of the three, with these fat cheeks and a head full of dark hair that I was sadly jealous of. You sure had a pair of lungs in you, and you wouldn't stop crying until they handed you over to your mom. It was like everything was right in the world when you were in her arms. I reread the paragraph twice. It's strange to hear my grandpa talk about my mother so casually. The subject became taboo in my family until I could barely remember her face or her voice anymore. I know I've been busy with work, 
and that I didn't spend as much time as I should have with you all. It was easy to blame the company for the physical and emotional distance in my relationships. When your mother died, I wasn't sure what to do or how to help. With your father pushing me away, I devoted myself to my job until I became numb to everything else. It worked when my wife died, and it worked when your mother met a similar passing. But I realized that it set your father up for failure, and in doing that I failed you all as well. Instead of teaching Seth how to live a life after great loss, I showed him how to hold on to despair, and it only hurt you and your brothers in the end. Your father parented in the only way he knew how, and I'm the one to blame. Of course, Grandpa excuses my father's actions. Grandpa was too busy to pay close enough attention to the real monster his son turned out to be. As I write this, I'm living in dreamland, trying to reconnect with myself. Something has been bothering me over the last couple of years, and it didn't click until I came here.